Welcome to the Sunday Tennis Q&A with High Performance Coach Chris Lewitt. Chris Lewitt is an internationally respected author and educator and is regarded as one of the leading junior development coaches in the world. Join Chris weekly for the most intelligent tennis talk show on the planet as Chris answers questions from his audience around the world. And now, here's Chris. Hey, we're live. It's Chris. Sunday Q&A with Chris Show. Here to answer all your tennis questions. And I'm here with my co-host, Sammy. And I've got some other co-hosts today, too. Sammy, want to say hello? Hello. Got my Sammy boy. And wait, wait, who's this? This is my other co-host. Say your name. Say hello. Ruby. Ruby. And that's my littlest one. And let's see who else we got here. Guys, you want to say hello? Hey, say hello, you're live. Hey, Ruby, That's Isaiah, the runner. That's Sky, the rest of Sky. Say hello, it's rude. Hi. <laughs> so, that's uh, the whole family. Everyone's got a snow day today. A big snow day today, and then tomorrow, it looks like Daddy's going to be home with all the children. So, I, I'm with the whole crew Today, I see we've got some regulars tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for waving. Thanks for tuning in. Ruby, are you going to join in the show a little bit, or are you going to hang out with Daddy? Want to sit in my lap for a little bit? All right, I've got my co-host here. So, guys, we're talking tennis tonight. Let me know if you have any tennis questions. I brought my trusty racket this time. The legend right here. It's my pure drive. been playing with for years. And I'm ready for any technical questions. We can talk tactics, and we can talk especially junior development. I love to talk junior tennis. And let me know if you have any questions about any of those aspects or anything about your own game or the games of your children. So, hey guys, I'm trying to do a show. Sky, I'm trying to do a show. What are you playing, Dogopoly? My kids are playing Dogopoly there. So, uh, let's see who's on the program tonight. Guys. Let me know, throw in your comments if you have them, and I will just wrap here while everyone's signing in. I see we've got some regulars saying hello. Jao Daniel Rockenbach is waving. Ariel Tolo Aguirre is waving. Thanks for waving, guys. Naeem Azar is, wa is watching. Hello. Ruby, you can say hi. Hi. This is my sweetheart, Ruby. Larry R. Klein is watching, a regular on the program. Let's see, who else is watching? Tuan Nguyen is watching. What's up, Tuan? Thanks for waving. Jim Kane is watching, regular on the program. Jim, let me know if you have any tennis questions. I'll be happy to answer. We'll try to get this program heated up as the night goes on. It's, it's a big snow day. I know probably if you're on the East Coast, you, get, you might get snowed in. You can't, can't touch that, sweetie. You got it. See, these are the people. So the people are on here. They say hello. See this guy? He just said hello. Hello, Jim. I'm here with my daughter, Ruby. And and these these are the people that are watching the show. And then they can ask questions and we can talk mm. about tennis. Okay. So this is the Sunday night program. Every Sunday night, 9.45 p.m. I am here to answer all of your tennis questions, especially for our online students. If you're part of our online school, please, I, please tune in and... and let me try to help you with your game. 
I'm happy to help adults, and I especially like helping families. So if you have children, if you have junior players, especially if you have little prodigies, little talented junior players, that's something that I love to do. That's really my probably my my greatest area of expertise. Yeah, that's another person signing in there. Oh, also Mark Frampton. Got my co-host Sammy and Ruby. Uh, Ruby's helping me with my show I right now. So. You just gotta expand to the space your choice card. All right. Where well, am I? Maybe you gotta. You're maybe she's out of the game right now. No, she needs to come. She, she can't. All right. Just so I've got my, my hands full tonight on the program. The entire thing. Sky, I'm on. I'm on live on you on Facebook, and you're Ruby, screaming. Please get out of here, then. Do you want to stop the game, or you want to keep going? Well, if I stop, then they won't let me go back in. That's the whole point of the game. Do you want to be game. out of the game, or are you ready for I bed? Wanna, I want to play the game, because they're not... Mm, All right, go play then. Go play. I'll, take, I'll cover the show. show. All right. Here. We have our first question of the night by my buddy Jim Kane. Jim, looks like a Spanish question. I love Spanish training questions. Let's see what we got. Jim says... I have observed a lot of the in and out drills from so many big time coaches. Can you expound? Yes, Jim, very good question on the in and out. This is something that I first noticed in my travels to Spain, that the drills are, are all in and out, up and back, and sometimes in Spain they call that taking ground and giving ground. One of the most famous drills in Spain is the X drill. So as I'm discussing the in and out, maybe you can follow up with some specific questions about what, what, what you're wondering about. But basically, in Spain, they work the defense and the offense. And I really love it, for, especially for young, for kids who are learning tactics, because you can teach a player that when the ball is coming deep and strong, you want to give ground. And when the ball is coming shorter, you want to take ground. So the idea is to give and take. Tennis is a game of give and take. That's what my mentor, Jose Higueras, says all the time. The legendary Spanish coach, he says, tennis is a game of give and take. So sometimes you need to give, sometimes you need to take. And I love teaching my players that they need to do that with their movement, in and out, and going back on the defense and going forward on the offense. Guys, the show ha the show can't go on if you're going to scream in the background. So, could you try to keep it down, please, while I, while I'm answering questions? <laughs> it's going to be a tough show tonight. I'm doing my best to focus, but I got my all my kids are up. They're staying up late. It's a snow day tomorrow, so I'm not a bad parent. It's just that um, I'm going to be home with them all day tomorrow as well. So, all right, let's see. Jim says uh, with a follow up. Chris, when you go back, do you tell them to add air under the ball? Yeah, that's typically how you do it. You, you teach players, especially in the beginning, that in tennis, you don't just stand on the baseline. You, you move in and out. You, you go back to play higher defensive shots. And when you come in and take ground, you try to hit more linearly. And you try to be aggressive and, and strike, uh, strike, a, uh, strike with a power shot or, or a shot that's closer to the net. So... Some, some coaches say that for every foot that you go back in the court, you put a foot higher over the net. And I think that's a pretty fair rule of thumb. So as you're moving backwards, you want to raise up your targeting about a foot for every foot that you go back. And I think that's a fair way to describe it to players who are mathematically oriented like that. But essentially, you want to play with more height 
and play an aggressive ball. In Spain, a lot of times in the Sanchez system, in the system of Pato Alvarez, they talk about an aggressive defense from going back. So the idea is to go back, load your back leg, and hit very heavy. And you need racket speed for that. So you don't want players to go back and hit a moon ball. You want players to go back and hit super aggressive with a lot of racket speed and heavy topspin. So that's what the in and out's all about. In the Sanchez system, they move back with a shuffle step, which is called the two-step, the Spanish two-step. In other systems in Spain, they allow players to move back as they wish with whatever footwork technique they want. Here in the U.S., the USDA player development adapted the ex-defensive movement, the, or like the backward V, and they do a crossover step. So they emphasize a crossover step. I think Mark Kovacs is one of the first guys to really focus on that, where instead of doing a shuffle step backward out of the court, you take a crossover step. So it's more explosive. It's a little faster. So those are some areas. You, you work the footwork going back, and then you work the massive racket speed. You try to get this aggressive acceleration. I hope that helps, Jim. Let me know if you have a follow-up, and I will try to answer. On the attack, typically the footwork is on the closed stance. So this is a time where the closed stance is useful, where you're stepping forward. Typically, you see players attack with a closed stance. Going back, it's typically a semi-open stance. So the stances change depending on whether you're moving in and out. Yeah, Jim, feel free to post a follow-up and I'll, I will answer. But it's something that's very unique to Spain. I believe it comes from William Pato Alvarez, the legend, where he always worked players in and out. And also in the Bruguera system, they work in and out. And maybe it has to do with the movement that you see on clay you see a lot of movement that goes back, you know, back away from the court, and then you have to take ground to attack. In other systems that I've studied, the focus is laterally, side to side. And for some reason, all across Spain, the, the drills are, are flowing forward and back, in and out, defense to offense. Another thing with the drills in Spain is they do... Always a defense first. Almost always the defense starts the chain of events. Whereas in other systems from other countries, they usually start on the offense. And in Spain, they usually start every attacking sequence with a defense. And that's, they're, they're quite famous for that. Where Pat, maybe it started with Pato Alvarez again, the legend, where pretty much every drill where he asks a player to attack, he will ask them to defend first before they attack. So, I think that ingrains a certain thought process in a player and a, a certain patience where the player is always thinking about linking their defense. They're always thinking about playing defense. They're always thinking about making making a ball consistently before they go on the attack. So something very unique to Spain, very unique to the drill system of Pato Alvarez. And you also see it reflected in the drill system of a guy like Luis Bruguera. Those are the two major legends in Spain, you know. Guys, could you please use a quiet voice? Because I'm on Facebook Live. Could you, could you please not use the big voice? Thank you. Sorry, guys. Got a full house here tonight. I've got Sammy, Wolfie the cat, Chippy, and Pumpkin Spice. Those are our hamsters, and I've got the full crew up late. It's a late night in the Lewitt household. Let's see who's tuning in here. Gordon Paul says hello. What's up, Gordon? How are you? Let me know if you have any questions, tennis or otherwise. I'll be glad to answer. 
Ronnie Mayaz is watching, or Mayaz. What's up, Ronnie? Thanks for watching. Martin, or Martin, Abeliera is waving. Thank you for waving, guys. So this is my Sunday night program. I'm very excited to say that we're taking this program and we are podcasting it around the world. So we take the audio and we upload it to all of the podcasting platforms. So you can catch this program all week if you're exercising or driving or doing something where you can't watch the program via video, you can get it on a podcast now, which is very cool. So we're on all the platforms. We'll have a little hiccup with iTunes. We will be on iTunes and Google Play very soon. So basically, you'll be able to get all of the shows on replay and they'll be archived on our podcast, on all the podcasting platforms. I'm very excited about that. Me, myself, I love, I, I love running and exercising, and I usually listen to podcasts when I'm exercising. So now if you're an exercise freak like me, you can also listen to uh, the podcast that way. So tonight I, I am ready to answer your guys' questions on technique, tactics, Spanish tennis. Guys, I think we might have to send you guys to bed because it's just too loud in here. So... Uh, Sky, can you put Ruby to bed, honey? Sky, yeah, game over. Sky, you gotta put Ruby to bed. Yeah, and we'll we'll play tomorrow because I have to do the show and I have to answer questions and stuff. Yeah, but it's just too loud. I can't. I can't even hear it. I can't hear it. It's too loud. What? We'll take it upstairs then. Can you take it upstairs? Well, I don't know. I've never. We never tried that before. Sam usually likes to do the show with me. All right, my kids are going to try to be quiet. I don't know. All right, Sammy, what do you think? Yeah, boy. Give me a hug. It's time for a little Sammy love. All right, I'm back. Okay, so what's going on in the tennis world this week? Roger got his 100th ATP title. I was watching that. Pretty amazing. Uh, Kyrgios had an amazing run in Acapulco, I believe. I was monitoring that pretty incredible what else is going on i've been talking about i've been talking about how i think the game of tennis is a little too long and we've got to make some adjustments to make the game more popular that got a big created a little controversy on facebook this week when i was talking about how i think the game of tennis is a bit too long let's see we've got another question on the board and I will get to the answer now. Let's see. John Logan Minier, a regular on the program, says, How to get the kids to move their feet after recovering and the ones who watch their shot before starting their recovery? Yeah, so we've got a lot of videos on this on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. We've got a lot of, a lot of videos on footwork. And footwork is really one of my favorite areas to train. So how do you get them to recover? Do you know the crossover step, John? The, you do a front crossover if the players are pulled out wide. And you do a side shuffle after that. So it's a crossover side shuffle. I don't know if I can show it to you because I'm in my kitchen. But base, I don't think I can do it. Maybe I could. No, it's going to be awkward. Uh, maybe, you know, you can always... Check our, our footwork uh, playlist. We have a really good playlist on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. 
And we demonstrate a lot of those exercises on the crossover. But basically, when players are pulled out wide into the doubles alley, you use a front crossover, which is really explosive. And then you make a side shuffle back laterally. And if the players are not pulled that far out wide, you can just do a basic side shuffle. So the, the technique is, is there's some details to the technique. So with many players, you have to make the move explosive. You have to shift the weight properly and you have to work, you know, check their balance and things like that. So, you know, I hope that helps. Let's see. What about watching their shot before starting their recovery? That one, I don't know. I think you just have to scold them or reprimand them or give them some push-ups or something. Uh, the players have to hit and keep, or maybe you have them keep their eye on the contact point because the, the contact is, you know, they have to keep their head still at the impact and maybe that will help them from watching the shot. I usually have players keep their head still at the impact. I spend a lot of time on that, keeping the, controlling the gaze of the eyes. And that usually helps to keep a player from looking and watching their shot before their recovery. So John was, was saying, how do you stop a player from watching their shot? And because that gets in the way of their recovery skill. What I tell the players is keep your eyes on the impact like Federer. You know, we work a lot on that, keeping the head still. And that prevents them from watching the shot initially. And then after they keep the head still, I have them make the explosive crossover move which you can find on our channel if you're, if you're not sure what I mean by the, the front crossover. Front crossover is the standard quick recovery move when you're pulled laterally. And then what I tell the players is while they're shuffling back to the middle, that's when they want to watch their shot. But you don't want to watch your shot before you make the explosive recovery move. So if that makes any sense. I think keeping the head still, John, would be a, the trick. You can get all the players to keep their head still through the impact. They won't follow the ball with their eyes immediately, and they can just focus on making a good, clean shot and then making in the immediate crossover recovery next. Hope that helps, buddy. Let me know if you have a follow-up, and I'll be happy to answer. All right, we've got some regulars tuning in. Tim Treat is watching. Thanks for waving. Desire Wilson is waving. Very cool name. Could be Desiree, or it could be Desire. It looks like Desire. Cool name. Erwin Bebe Montalvo is waving. What's up? Brody Quill is watching. Thanks for waving. Guys, I was saying how I'm really excited that the show is being podcast now. Do you know on our SoundCloud broadcast, the last week's show, we had over 300 listens in just the first day. As soon as we put it up, we had hundreds of, of listens. So that's very... That's very positive, and I'm happy that, that people are enjoying our talks, our discussions via podcast. Very exciting for me, guys. And I'm a huge fan of podcasts. There's a lot of good tennis podcasts. Actually, actually, some of them are not that good. There, there's, there's some good podcasts that have good inter, interviews, but the, the overall show content, like week to week, may not be that good. But if you look through all of the history of the podcast, you can pick and choose some really good guests and glean some excellent knowledge from some of the podcasts out there. Some are better than others. I, I don't want to maybe go into, I guess we could go into some of the names of the good ones, but I, I think you have to be careful on the tennis podcast. There doesn't, there, some of them are, are, are not such high quality, and then some of them are pretty good. And, but you have to kind of pick and choose the, the, per, the week to week 
from who they're interviewing. One of the problems that we're seeing now in a lot of the podcasts, especially tennis podcasts, is coaches and people who are selling products are buying time on a podcast. So they're, you have, you, sometimes you see shows and they're basically selling a product or a service. And I think that's a real shame that they're sort of sponsored broadcasts. And the show is not that interesting and it just sounds like a sales pitch or it's maybe a thinly veiled sales pitch. So we're not going to do anything like that, guys. We're keeping it real uh, to the highest level, which is level 10. All right, John has a follow-up. Let's see. John, you're blowing up the show. Let's see it. Let's see what's going on. Just checking the comments here. John says, that did help. Know a lot of that, but never thought about how watching the contact point could help with the recovery. Yeah, so I think you get a double double help there. If you can get the kids to control their head and their eyes at the impact, then they, they won't automatically watch the ball as it's going over there. And you tell them that it, as soon as they have their eyes and head, as soon as the ball's gone and they maintain the eye position like Federer for a brief moment, the next thing they do is explosive crossover or side shuffle and they then then they can watch on the other side as they're recovering is when they're watching and reading and anticipating for what the opponent's going to do but all of the watching and reading and anticipating is a very positive thing you, you tell the player it's great that you want to watch over there you want to watch and see what's happening you want to see where your ball's going etc etc but you will need to do that when you're recovering you need to do that when you're basically side shuffling laterally. You don't want to do that immediately after the shot's gone because your, your immediate job after the shot is gone, the most important thing, the priority number one is the explosive crossover recovery, the front crossover. Gordon knows all about this because he was at our workshop a couple weeks back. We did a coach's workshop, high performance training, and we did a whole unit, a whole module on the footwork skills we talked about the crossover we actually filmed the whole thing and we're putting it up on the internet it, it's a, it will be available for coaches and parents to to purchase at a reasonable price it's but it's ours it's like 12 to 16 hours i think of video we did two it's a two-day workshop two-day coaches workshop we filmed the whole thing really cool uh, content in there i think Coaches and parents are going to enjoy that. We're getting that up soon. All right, we have some follow-up here. Corey Parr is watching. Excellent, Coach. What's up, Corey? Corey and I used to work together with a few players. A uh, very good player and a very good coach. Where are you at, brother? You in Long Island still? Or did you move, move out of there? Are you still back home here? Tim Treat says, love your passion, bro. Keep up the hustling. That's right, man. You know it. You gotta hustle if you're gonna make it in New York City here. You gotta hustle a little bit. But hustling doesn't imply deception. Let's call it like an honest hustle. Okay? Try to keep it real and keep it honest. Hustle for me means you're busting your you're busting your ass to make it happen. You're getting after it. You're chasing your dream and doing everything you can to make it happen but on the up and up and it's not a dishonest hustle here okay i'm not a swindler like some people i know i'm not going to name names but i'm not one of those tennis hustlers i know some tennis hustlers like that Daddy, you're a tennis hustler? yeah i'm a bit of a tennis hustler What? well in a good way it's like a nice it's a compliment uh -huh. 
Do you think it's, it's a pejorative? Tell me you know what a pejorative is. No. Oh, dear Lord. My daughter's getting ready for National Spelling Bee, and she doesn't know what pejorative means. Hey. How can you not know that? How do you spell it? It's not my fault. How do you spell it? I'm not spelling it right. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, why not? You should get up and spell it. Be good. Good pressure. Be good for you. Pressure makes diamond. You should come right over here and spell in front of the whole the whole internet, the whole oh, world. No, I will spell it to you privately tomorrow. Dear Lord, she doesn't know. Yeah, she's gonna go look it up. She doesn't. I know when she answers like that, it means she doesn't know the word. Did I tell you guys I'm also a top spelling bee coach? I'm available for consultation for any spellers out there. I'm a very good coach. My daughter doesn't think I'm a very good coach, but I have skills, and I know how to spell. What? I'm one of the only coaches to get a perfect score on the SAT. Bet you guys didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I got skills. I got skills. I got non-tennis skills. I got spelling skills. <laughs> uh, pejorative. Hello, pejorative. All right. I I am hustling, but in a, I'm a positive hustler. I'm a hustler for good. I am not one of those hustlers who's decept deceiving people. All right, Gordon. Sorry, Gordon. I'll get to your question, buddy. Let's see. I have a, a long history with the word hustling. I'll explain to you guys later. It's sort of, sort of a fam. It touches something uh, close to home. Let's say in in my family, the hustle. But I want to make it clear. I am not that kind of hustler. I'm the white hat hustler, not the black hat hustler. All right. When you have the kids lift off the ground on wide balls, we know the benefits for stability, balance, landing on the front part of the feet. Can you discuss what benefits you find for the stroke itself hitting the ball while in the air? Okay, so the reason why you want to leave the ground is to get a better hip rotation and upper body rotation. So that's kind of what it's all about. Leaving the ground, well... Even before the hip and shoulder rotation, you're trying to get the legs to fire. Hey, I'm on Facebook Live. It's a show. It's a show. I'm trying to do a show. We're trying to blow up like Laser Beam or C-Day. I'm trying to blow up like Laser Beam. All right. You're basically trying to get the legs firing. So you got to get the calves and the, the quads and the glutes, everything exploding. And then that initiates the kinetic chain with the hips and the upper body rotation. But the key is the GRFs, the ground reaction forces, GRFs. You, you push into the ground, you, you get that stable base, and then you get up in the air and you spin your hips and shoulders. What is it? I'm, I'm trying to explain a technical concept and you're saying, Daddy, you're driving me bananas. You're driving me absolutely bananas. I don't know the rules of Dogopoly. Maybe someone in the audience knows the rules of Dogopoly. If you know the rules of Dogopoly, chime in, let me know. I don't know that. I'm live on Facebook trying to do a show. This is very serious business. Seriously, This is a very serious program. You look very serious. What do you think, Ruby? Get in here. Give me a hug. Get in here. I missed you. I missed you all week. It was a long weekend of teaching. 24 hours of teaching, and now I got 
I gotta deal with these rugrats tomorrow all day. What am I gonna do with you guys? Cody, take us ice skating. You wanna go ice skating? All right. Sorry. I gotta answer this question. Hold on. There's there's a question. You want me to tell them I like tutti frutti? All right. Can you believe that this guy likes tutti frutti? Tutti frutti. It's it's an Indian treat. It's called it's called muktas. It's muktas. Is it? It's a tutti frutti Indian treat. It's disgusting. It's mukta. It's, it's a mukta. Disgusting. It's a fancy Indian treat. All right. Let me answer this question. This is the so, disgustingness. Let me answer. You got to be quiet while I answer the, the question. Okay. So, Gordon, the idea is to to use the legs more powerfully to explode up into the shot and to get the GRFs going. You know, you push into the ground and then the ground sends the energy back up. No, I'm not eating any. I'm done eating tonight. So that's that's kind of the idea, and that's why it helps the stroke, generates the uh, the beginning of the kinetic chain. Okay, buddy. Let me know if you have a follow up, and I will try to answer. See, Sammy Madison's on the program. What's up? Thanks for waving, Sammy. Carlos Carrera's waving. Appreciate it. Got some regulars on the show. You have such a loud voice. It's so annoying. You have so, you're like have a voice like your mother's voice. So loud. Like your mother, like we're having a quiet conversation and the whole restaurant hears it. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, Sky, Sky. Marcel Petit is watching. Or Pettit. Thanks for waving. I think you're a newbie on the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Bill Patton is waving. What's up, Bill? How are you? Let me know if you want to talk tennis. Throw in... Any question or comment into the ring? We're talking tennis. I'm also parenting. And my daughter's trying to shove a mukta in my mouth while I run the program tonight. This is not easy. You know, I make it look easy sometimes. This is not easy what I'm doing, juggling a lot of balls here. And I think it's about time tonight to check in with Sammy. What's up, Sammy? What's going on? Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Sammy's in a bad mood? He's doing nothing. He's not helping the program. I, I could use an extra hand from Sammy tonight. Mm. You can't get too close on it. You got you to keep it like this. All right. Let's see. What was I talking about? I don't know. Tennis this week. Bill Patton. Bill Patton. That's the coach. These are all coaches and friends, uh, tennis um, friends. Mm. All right. Let's get back to the program. Can I comment? You know, I was going to talk about larger tennis topics. Like this week, you know, I was talking about how the game is a little slow. And about 50% of the people seem to agree with me. And 50% are like, no, tennis, can't, we got to protect it, can't change it. So, you know, we could get into that if you want. I prefer to answer questions about technique or tactics. I just don't want to get into that debate with people about, you know, tennis, where is it going? One thing that I do think is, is a major trend is the mini tennis games. So you have games like touch tennis. Are you ready for bed? No. Are you ready for bed? You can't talk during the show because then, you know, you're talking and I can't think and then it's distracting. All right. You have lots of mini tennis shows. It's your turn. Go. Your turn. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. It's your turn. Sorry. You have a clear trend, I think, in the industry where you have mini tennis games like touch tennis. I don't know if you guys have seen touch tennis in England. It's an unbelievable game. 
really fun and growing fast. You have padel, another sport that's growing quite rapidly. And you have pickleball in the U.S. and some other uh, small court games. And I think you see a clear trend in the industry with, with tennis shrinking. And part of that is because you can put more of those courts and have more people play per square footage. You can put more courts in, in, in a small space. And also because I think just based in modern society, the game's getting a little long. People like uh, a short format type game. And so you see at the pro level, you see fast forward becoming more popular. You see alternate formats like 30-30 tennis. You see a lot of new short formats and short time duration, uh, small court tennis formats. And I think that that is a clear trend in the industry. I don't know if other people have picked up on it, but I certainly have. And I really believe that we see more and more competition coming into the, into tennis by, uh, you see smaller, smaller courts and shorter time duration uh, tennis formats competing against tennis. So I think that is a major trend in the industry to look out for. And I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I, I would hate to see that we, see that we lose tennis, you know, traditional tennis with the way it is at the Grand Slams, uh, at least two out of three sets. I would like to see two out of three sets preserved, but I, I definitely think that people's attention spans are shorter and people are pressed for time and they, and they don't have, and also tennis is very expensive. So the more we can make it more affordable and, and fit into people's busy lives, it makes the sport more popular. So that's something that's been on my mind, not really related to junior development, but uh, it's something that is definitely a clear trend, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Let's see. Coming up this this week, let's see what, what's happening with my academy. We have a big workshop coming up in March. At March 18, 19, 20, I've got a spring break camp up there. I have to see when our next coaches workshop is. I know we have a coach workshop coming up soon. And what else is going on in, in uh, our, our academy right now? We're gearing up for the summer. We have a big uh, summer camp push right now. We have players coming from all over the country. If you do happen to have some players who would like to come train with us, let me know. And we'll set them up. We have a sleepaway camp in the beautiful mountains of Vermont. It's quite lovely there. And you know that's where I own my own club. So we do our camp there for six weeks in the summer. We have a lot of high-performance players. We have players from sectional level all the way up to blue chip players, really top players in the country who come there to train. We have red clay and hard courts and indoor hard as well on site. So we got a lot of good, uh, exciting stuff coming up for the summer. And uh, if you have any players who would like to come train with us, please let me know. John has a follow-up on tennis in the shortened format. He says, but I dislike no ad. Must keep ads or some type of win by two system so it's not as much of a game of luck as a no ad seems to be when players are close to the same level. Yeah, I, I, I hear that a lot. It's just, there's a big debate, you know. Some people just say, oh, the hell with society. We, we don't want to see tennis changed. And then there are people who are willing to let tennis evolve. Yes, Sky. What is it, honey? What's wrong? Oh, is it time for bed now? Is he gonna be all right? Where where did he go? He got in a big fight. 
Where'd he go? All right, can you check on him? Make sure he's okay? All right, we may have to cut this show short. <laughs> uh, may have to go do my parenting duties. Okay, yeah, I, I think we're going to see... I, I personally would like to see two out of three at the Grand Slam. I think two out of three sets is enough. I know a lot of people are worried about the history and the tradition, and, and they're worried about players, you know... It changes the dynamic of the game. If you make the tennis, tennis game too, shorter and shorter, it takes away sort of the, the stamina aspect and players being, you lose some of the physical battle. So that is the only drawback. To me, you, you lose some of that aspect of the game. But man, I would love to see the game. Basically for me, I want to see the game really popular. I want to see tennis as the most popular sport in the world. I'd love to see tennis overtake some of the other sports out there. And I just don't know if we can do it with the way it's formatted now. So that's just my bottom line analysis. I'd like to see the game of tennis become you know, the most popular sport anywhere. You know, more popular than soccer or baseball, football. It's a tough sell because tennis is, that, is oftentimes one-on-one. -on -one. It's quite long. It's quite expensive. So I'm trying to think of creative ways to make the game better and to help the game compete better with other sports. And I think we all should try to think outside the box because we're all in the tennis industry. We're all stakeholders. We're all trying to make a better living in tennis. You know, whether you're a coach or you're in the, the equipment business or you're in some, some aspect of tennis, we're, we're all trying to grow the game so we can all make a better living and so we can all be successful. Yes, sweetie? Um, I'm watching all right, are you okay? Yeah, you're feeling better? All right, why don't you watch one show and then we'll all go to bed, okay? All right. Guys, let me know if you have any questions. Uh, you can post them up on the board and I'll do my best to answer. This is my Sunday night show where we try to have an intelligent conversation when my kids are not yelling at me. Uh, we try to talk about uh, tennis technique. We talk about tactics. We talk about junior development. One of my specialties. I have a history of working with many of many top-ranked juniors in the country, and also I have an expertise in technical development. I wrote a big book called the Tennis Technique Bible, and I'm also an expert on the Spanish system of training. So if you have any questions on Spain or any questions about technique, please let me know. We especially try to do this show for parents, parents who have. Junior players, whether they're under 10 or under 12, especially younger junior players, we try uh, to answer and help as many families as we can around the world. And I really love getting questions about kids. So if you have any questions about your children or about any players that you're working with, please let me know, and I'll be happy to answer. Daddy? So it looks like kind of a light night tonight. I see... Michelle A. Yen Yes is waving. Thank you for waving. Appreciate you tuning in. Yes, Ruby, do you have a question? Um, how do you like? How do you make the words pop up on the button so you know what they're saying in the movie? On here? No, on Isaac's computer because he put oh. on help. Oh, I'm not sure how to do that. Subtitles. I'm not sure how to do that. Subtitles. Yeah, how do you do the subtitles? Uh, Sky can show. There's a there's a button you can do to to press that. Is it E S C or something like that? Possibly. Uh, Sky, can you help Ruby with that? All right, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Sorry for for that. Looks like Sammy's up too. What's up, Sammy? You back? 
All right, so coming up, we've got some coach workshops. We have summer camp. I'm getting geared up for summer. I'm going to go up soon and get my clay courts ready. I'm working on the red clay up at my club. Maybe probably one of my probably one of my happiest places to be is, is uh, up in Vermont working on my red clay courts. And we'll be gearing up for the summer. And then what else is on the agenda coming up? I am training. I am training a lot right now. I'm starting to post some more videos on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt, where I'm working on my game and getting ready for the spring and summer season. I have a, a, about three months to play before summer camp hits. I usually play in April, May, and June. And then I'm once the summer camp starts, I'm completely swamped and I'm not able to train anymore uh, or play. But I have a lot of training coming up. I will be starting to play as soon as the weather breaks here in New York. I will start to play outside every day and see if I can still compete with the young college guns and try to take out some high UTR players. My main goal right now is to try to maintain a high UTR uh, between 12 and 13, try to get some big wins, uh, 12, 13 UTR wins. That's sort of my goal every every season to see how many years I can maintain a, a good playing level uh, and try to maintain sort of that fountain of youth. So that's kind of what's going on with me. And I like sharing those stories with you guys and, and the, the training diaries and the training day videos so you guys can kind of see what I'm doing with my life and, and how I'm able to balance my training with my parenting responsibilities and, and running uh, academy and, and coaching and all, and all that thing, and writing and everything that, that I'm sort of juggling every day. So we've got a lot of interesting videos like that coming up. Let me know if you have any training questions. If you have any technical questions or tactical questions, I'll be happy to answer. Yes, sweetheart. What's that? Okay. All right. So I think we, we may have some uh, family issues here. I'm going to have to uh, go help my kids with the, with their bedtime and things like that. But guys, if you, if you miss me tonight, it's kind of a light night. If you'd like to leave some, some questions or comments, please let me know. You can post them on the comments page and I go through all the comments later uh, tonight or tomorrow and I try to answer as best I can. And also, we'll be taking this show and putting it on a podcast so you can listen to uh, Tennis Talk whenever you'd like. And we also host all of the archives of the show on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. So thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go try to save the day with my kids. It looks like we could have, have a bit of a battle here going on, have some tears. Uh, I've got to get out of here. I will see you guys soon. Have a great night. God bless. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find archives of all Chris's shows at youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt or search Chris Lewitt on YouTube. You can watch the live video broadcast of this program weekly on Sunday nights where you can ask questions and comment in real time on Facebook Live. Just search Chris Lewitt on Facebook to join the live show. Please share our programs with friends and join our online community. You can join Chris Lewitt's Online Tennis Academy at clta.teachable.com or visit chrislewitt.com for more info. Chris's latest published articles and additional video resources can be found at prodigymaker.com. Thanks again and see you next time.